Hello and welcome to Is Mania's a Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who always has a laser in his butt. Josh Hemo. I felt it's the like safest way to walk around New York, actually. Yeah, it's you gotta you gotta stay strapped. <laughs> you know how people say you have like a taser or like mace? No, nah, you gotta have a laser in your butt. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's not illegal. Nah, I don't see <laughs> I think tasers and pepper spray, there's some New York laws about it, but but no laser in the butt. There you go. Laser in the butt? No, thank you. Professional advice right there. <laughs> uh, if this is your first time here, then welcome. This is our podcast where you watch some SpongeBob episodes, and we discuss little life lessons that we learn along the way and have some fun with our yellow spongy friend. Um, like always, we like to start off our podcast with some donation links for you all. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and start off this one. So my donation link is for a Venmo slash GoFundMe for a trans woman who was jailed uh, for defending herself against a transphobic employee. She was released from jail, so she's trying to get back on her feet. And their personal cash app is Deanna the Doll 415 D-E-A-N-N-A for Deanna. Um, so yeah, Josh, what do you have? Nice. Uh, so mine this week is uh, Muddy Paws Rescue, which is a nonprofit organization here in New York um, that I started following at the beginning of quarantine when I was like, maybe I could look into fostering a dog since I had <laughs> no one else in the apartment. <laughs> um, but the organization itself runs out of New York. Um, and the idea is that they provide like different kind of foster care, provide different adoption services and rescue services for animals all throughout the city. Um, and they're pretty great. And the cool thing about their donation links is that um, they give you certain options. So you see directly like what your donation can go towards. So like $25 is like high quality food for their dogs. And then like another 50 would be an entire foster, like beginning foster kit that they would send to new foster parents and stuff like that. So it's it's kind of nice. And you can see like all the dogs and stuff on there. So nice. I might do a dog. I should do a dog one next. next yeah, week. I felt that was like a good change from everything else that I've been doing, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this episode is going to come out roughly around when the election results, hopefully, will be at least a little bit closer. Um, but yeah, knows? so, <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully you're enjoying this during uh, your lockdown um, from all the rioting that's happening in the streets, mm-hmm. or you're celebrating, you know, you're listening with us. Either way. <laughs> the system is corrupt, so... Anyways, speaking of corrupt systems, <laughs> let's uh let's watch this episode. <laughs> Season five, episode four, Spy Buddies, Boat Smarts, and Good Old What's His Name. Act one, Spy Buddies. So in this act, Mr. Krabs, and I say that with in some inflection, <laughs> as you'll find out later, uh, recruits SpongeBob and Patrick to spy on Plankton. And so they spend the entire episode being really bad spies and it turns out that it's some elaborate bet that mr krabs and plankton executed where they apparently switched lives and mr krabs uh bet plankton basically that i can steal the Krabby patty formula if our roles were reversed so um it's a little bit it's a goofy a collection of episodes it is. i mean of acts this one yeah but, but I actually like that. I think it was yeah, nice. I was, was going to say, there's nothing wrong with all these goofy... I actually liked it. Like, we've had goofy episodes in the past where I'm like, this is just dumb throwaway stuff, but these are actually kind of all fun in some way. Yeah, these are, like, interesting throwaway stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, for my discussion topic for this week, I want to ask you, do you think you'd make a good spy? Huh. I don't... I don't know. I don't... I don't... Hmm. Like, what makes a good spy? I don't know. I'm asking for your definition. Josh. Okay, great, 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 great. I think the only way that I, I could get, I could see myself being a good spy in a way, be able to get information from people. Cause like I do have, like people will find an easier way to like open up to me about stuff and like I can get like whatever. You do have a very non threatening persona. That's, yeah, that's, I've heard that multiple times in the past. <laughs> so I was like, that's a good thing, I guess. Um, I would but, say it's a good thing. No, it's a good thing. Yeah, no, like, it is a good thing. And people like the feel opposite more of threatening. Yeah, exactly. A threatening persona. <laughs> but it's just like people feel like easier to open up. So I think in that way, it'd be a good spy to like get information and stuff. But as far as like being sneaky and stuff, I feel like I'm kind of clumsy sometimes. So I don't know if I'd actually be able to pull that off. But. I get that. I think I would also be like more of a 
like a mole mm-hmm. and a spy, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you, you go in and it's just like, hi, I'm here to join insert group here that I'm spying on. <laughs> and like, I I'm would like to join. join. A, yeah. Here to join your club, your chess club. Let me ju- <laughs> jump right in. I always, I always thought how interesting it would be to like pretend to be Republican for yeah. a really, really long time and then become the president and then just burn it all to the ground. <laughs> Um, I think that would be kind of fun. Maybe um, that's, it, that's... it would be pretty hard, though. I think to be around all those people. I was gonna say you'd probably lose your mind, right? And at some point in time, they'd call you out for being like not Republican enough. Well, yeah, maybe do, maybe in the future when our two party system isn't complete corrupt bullshit, it'd be easier to do something like that. So, <laughs> um, this episode started off so uh hardcore in terms of me pausing and trying to see what was on screen because uh-huh. I really wanted to know the code for the safe, the code for the uh crusty crab and the code and like the formula for the Krabby Patty. Did you get them all? So, yeah, so if you're interested, uh if you want to get into the crusty crabs using their electronic door lock, it's uh 2684. Um and then their turn the little safe thing, which was I thought was weird cuz most don't most safes only have three numbers? Yeah. Like, is that like a fancier safe thing, or do all safes have three numbers? Are they limited by three numbers? I'm just so I think I think most I've never safe. seen anything with more than three numbers, but I'm I can't imagine why it wouldn't be more like you can program it to do more, right? You can get a fancy safe, right? Yeah, but I mean, like those are like digital safes. I'm talking about like old fashioned like locker. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like safe. I'm sure like you can make one of those locker combos that have more than three. I think maybe that's just the as many numbers as our human brain could possibly remember at a time. <laughs> well, I'm going to give you one extra one, this one. So it's 30, 5, 20, and 0. And then, of course, the Krabby Patty formula, for some reason, it's uh, parentheses X minus 2 and parentheses plus 1 equals Krabby Patty. <laughs> so we just need to solve for X. We just got to fill Gosh. the variables. <laughs> it's not like it failed My question algebra. <laughs> and it's just like a Krabby Patty symbol, so is mm. that another variable? I don't know. Probably, we need some right? mathematicians on yeah. this. Uh, all you mathematicians, send us what uh, what it possibly could be, you know? Yeah, just like keep sending all the possibilities. That have, whatever is, isn't there like a way to figure out all the possibilities like out there? Lead, like times a number by another number and all that. Yeah, I don't know. I stopped picking math in high school. So. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, I really like the beginning of this episode. Like even starting with the title card, like the cool like spy music, and then they do the whole mm-hmm. like 007 reference with the straw and Patrick looking at SpongeBob. I loved it. It was good. I do like that transition because like uh yeah. double like James Bond and all those movies are like known for that transition between like the the title sequence and like the the main like uh cold open i guess yeah um and i do like how smooth and seamless it was and then it turns out it's just patrick's straw (laughs) i do like how excited they get with spy buddies they're like spy buddies it's like it's very wholesome yeah i wouldn't put it past them that he put it past them to be this one of those like long-term things that they've always wanted to do right yeah it's like very much like the same way they're very excited like back in season one to be alien hunters so i feel it's like oh, yeah. when you're like a big nerd and you're watching these movies like it's something that you would want to do one thing i wanted to bring up is patrick blowing off his genitalia <laughs> or what i'm assuming where his genitalia is yeah. at <laughs> i don't know the starfish of anatomy but or anatomy yeah. starfish so <laughs> i wouldn't put an explosive anywhere near that part of my body you know Absolutely what I'm saying? Not. but but you know what I mean, my bigger question is how are your pants so indestructible they weren't even the spy pants yet those is just regular shorts the power of bermuda shorts i guess so. very very strong <laughs> i'll just tap um, into that <laughs> let's talk about these uh spy gadgets mm-hmm. um so they have the jetpack which is very classic yeah uh laser bermuda shorts with walkie-talkie ability Cameras that fit up your nose, high-powered magnifying glasses, and a knockout ray. I don't really see a use for a lot of these things. No. I feel like it's just, like, a random thing that Sandy had lying around. She's like, this possibly could be a spy thing. Like, most of all, the, like, camera that fits up your nose, why would I use that? I would never use that. To take pictures of secret documents. In your nose? Yeah, you just, like, (laughs) uh, well, I guess it'd be hard now during the Rona times. That's what I'm saying. You have the mask. But even I guess before like you just like scratch your nose and you just be clicking pictures. How do you explain <laughs> the flash coming out of your nose? <laughs> it's it's just got really good low light sensitivity. It's fine. <laughs> I feel really weird about 
what Mr. Krabs... So, so this is like the weird part. So, mm. you know, Mr. Krabs is technically Plankton in a robot Mr. Krabs suit pretending to be Mr. Krabs. And then Plankton is technically Mr. Krabs. Mm-hmm. So my question is, when Plankton is shopping at Guppy's R Us, is it Mr. Krabs doing what Plankton would be doing? Or is it Mr. Krabs doing what he thinks Plankton would be doing? I feel like it would be what he thinks is what he's doing. And that's why it's kind like, of like a mockery of like, look at his like full shopping for baby clothes, right? Yeah. Because, like, I also wonder, like, okay, if if we were supposed to swap lives, mm-hmm. very, like, hardcore, very uh, Freaky Friday, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I would want to give you an agenda. Like, okay, Omar typically wakes up at this time. He does this, this, and this, and then does all this other stuff. And, like, give you, like, a list of, like, kind of normal activities to, like... Like, the rundown you know, of what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So you don't look the suspicious. Itinerary. Yeah. <laughs> the, spot, the, the secret body swap itinerary. Yeah. Um, but I wonder too, like, if they even bothered to do that, and the things he was doing because he must have known that SpongeBob and Patrick were following him, right, I, the whole time. So it's not like it was any big secret. So maybe he was just doing it to make fun of Plankton of like these things that he was doing and whatever. But the crazy part is that he was he got lit on fire, lit on fire. It was Mr. Krabs who got lit on fire multiple times by SpongeBob and Patrick. Yeah, I don't understand. Harmon. I don't know. It's just it's just too much to think about, like yeah. the layers of like what is happening. Well, it gets even worse is at Mr. the end Krabs too. Part, <laughs> yeah, is Mister Krabs part of like? Is he that like big brain that he's like I'm waiting and I know they're following me, so this is like the path, and like this is gonna set the, the things in motion that will make me like have the Krabby Patty formula at the end of the day, or is part of that he's just unaware. I don't know. That's that's a good question. It's like this is this whole episode was just kind of wild, you know. And like even at the end, when they start doing this gag where they start ripping off their skin and they're all different people, like, and then we find out there's like randomly two Patricks at the end. I was just like, what is happening? This is some insanity that I don't's happening. It's a good insanity though, because we've yeah. had a couple episodes in the past where they've been like stupid, yeah. yeah, and you're just like, this is bad, stupid. I yeah. want good, stupid. <laughs> what that good, stupid? I like the laser out his butthole. Yeah, well, it's so, is that, is it, do you think it's, it must be fart activated, right? That was what I got. It was a fart activated laser. I loved it. Maybe it's like sphincter control. I thought about that. You like squeeze, you squeeze and that's what lets it out. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. It's the release. It's like a dead man's trigger or whatever it's called on a grenade or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) He has to hold it all the time or the laser. Yeah. (laughs) Shoots off. Because I was, I was like, okay, if his stomach is having issues, like, how does that affect the laser? Hmm. It makes me think it's a very poor design. That's, or it's just like harnessing the power, power of the fart, like the gas power that when it shoots through the shorts, the fabric of the shorts, that's what like refines it into a laser, right? Yeah. Some fart technology. Uh, <laughs> I think we might need that, but not for people with IBS. We'd, that'd be dangerous. They could not send me in with those. <laughs> that's probably one of my lessons for like talking about like um, that whole part where he starts shooting farts all over the. Uh, um, chump bucket is like if you have to go just go like i'm people who feel like they have to hold it and hold it and hold it and stuff like that i'm like nah i feel like it's gonna just do your body worse eventually you just gotta f-ing do it it's true i probably held my my poops for way too long that's what uh, did when it. i was a child and now my stomach is <laughs> like no we go when we want to <laughs> we decide <laughs> um I do like that Mr. Krabs was a pretty hospitable host as Plankton. He's like raspberry iced tea, bran muffins, mm-hmm. Danish, and but I still don't get like why the blimp underground under the chub and bucket. Like it's like a weird place to have a blimp. Where else would you keep the blimp? They make it secret. I don't know. Like is that where your secret? Just, I imagined a different like mechanism. You oh, know that opens up from the top and it pops up from the top, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but isn't I guess Patrick's? Or, I'm sorry. I guess. Plankton's uh, secret lab is underneath, right? So it kind of makes sense that his equipment, including his blimp, is all underneath his, uh, underneath the chum bucket. I was going to say, what other like uh, small lessons did you get? I don't have that many for this one, yeah. but um, one that I am going to bring up is uh, Mr. Krabs, M- Mr. Plankton Krabs <laughs> um, says offhand, like, oh, I, I put on my, uh, I put off my cataract surgery for too long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put, don't put off your eye surgery. And it makes me wonder, okay, is is it he's probably putting it off because he's a robot and doesn't actually need cataracts like surgery. 
Or is he neglecting Mr. Krabs's cat? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I honestly but... would be surprised if Mr. Krabs didn't want to fork over the money to go get his cataract surgery. So it was just something that Plankton knew. <laughs> He's been just putting slowly off. going blind. Yeah. Um, another one that it says, uh, gadgets don't make a good spy. Yeah. A, go- a good brain does. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That was good. Yeah. Also, be a good host just because Mr. Krabs, well, Mr. Plankton Krabs is pretty good at, at doing got- it. Yeah, I don't know which one's which. I don't know if it's Mr. Plankton Krabs is Plankton as Mr. Krabs. Honestly, I don't know. Just saying I'm it, so it's just as confusing. Yeah, it's just as confusing as the episode was. So I think it's fine. The other ones I got were like, uh, "Don't use equipment you're not trained for." I feel like all of this episode is is SpongeBob and Patrick just destroying Bikini Bottom with stuff yeah. that they're not supposed to do. Like even the Spymobile. Like I don't know where that came from out of nowhere, and they just blew it up. It's like, what are you guys doing? I like to think they blew up some other spy's car. That's what I was thinking too. It's probably like another car from Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy that they blew up or something. <laughs> and then the other ones I got were like stop, drop, and roll. Plankton could easily, I guess, Plankton crabs could just easily stop, drop, and roll with the whole fire thing instead of running away. Oh yeah. Though I don't know, does uh, that, is that actually legit? Is that still a thing? Do they still teach stop, drop, and roll? roll? Yeah. Yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't. I don't know. Maybe there's more efficient things that they figured out. <laughs> Just blow it out. Yeah. Just pat it out. <laughs> um, I do like how they use the Krusty Krab patrons as like <laughs> art- missiles. Artillery. Yeah. <laughs> like imagine you're just like at In N Out or something, and then they just suck you up into a tube and launch you at a Start blimp. Blasting you. It's <laughs> um, wild. And then again, just we have to revisit the ending. It's like they literally like are ripping off each other's like they rip off Squidward's actual face. face yeah. And then they just become like this weird like, and then I'm this person or this person or this person. It was. It's just chaos. I loved it. Bubble break time. And uh, think we should uh pull from uh the second part of this episode with the instructional videos and um see. I'm curious, like, what if we were to make safety videos? What would be the safety video you would make? And I don't. Th- I think we could kind of broaden out and not just be something that you're specifically like trained in right now. What would be like an ideal, most fun situation? I think. Hmm. What safety video would I make? Mm-hmm. My safety video would be. Um. I, I wouldn't say I'm an expert in this. It would. It would be how to plan your day around having public restrooms that <laughs> are that are accessible and clean. You say you're not the expert at this, but you, out of everyone that I know, has a restroom planned out at every stop on the A yeah. train, basically. So yeah, it's it's pretty. Usually, uh, if it's above Columbus Circle, I do not, just because usually I have to tough it out by then. Yeah, but there are places I, I usually need to go, <laughs> uh, and I'm just really consistent at. So my instructional video would be like me being like, um how to like develop your own uh like bathroom area and what mm. the ideal bathrooms are so that way everyone can like cuz i really think that it's very important to find like a good restroom that is ideally like secluded yeah or if it's public it there's enough of them that it's not like it's it's well maintained you know what i'm saying so you would you say that you're like a restroom connoisseur kind of yeah <laughs> it's not like this restroom has like amenities that another restroom doesn't like Uh it's just more like okay if you're gonna go to the bathroom like these are the most likely businesses that will let you go and then like these are the hotels you can just walk into and just go go in without anyone like questioning anything Mm. and then these are like etc etc and you could just do that um without any issue um because a lot of people don't know at least that was my biggest thing in new york is when you come to new york like it's not like, oh, I'm going to just stop by a Target and use the bathroom <laughs> yeah. there. Like, you have to actually have a little bit more of a plan. Like a I had a friend once. Yeah. I had a friend once that he was in Brooklyn and he couldn't find a place and he just like ran into a bodega and he's like, I need to use your bathroom. And he was <laughs> expecting this like nasty bathroom. And he said like, oh, I walked through like the back and I went to this bathroom and it was like the cleanest bathroom I've ever seen. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, that is... That's community right there. That's that's solidarity <laughs> with with your fellow man. That's good though. What that about is, you? That's good. Uh, that's a good question. This is tough because I don't know. Like I don't want to do like a boring theater thing because I don't even know what I would do. 
for that. <laughs> just like a, a random skill that you, you think you have. Hmm. So this is like incredibly useful and I see it memed all over the internet and on TikTok. But I think my safety video is how to wash spoons without it splashing all over you. Because I've <laughs> never had that happen. I don't understand. I've seen this all over the place where people just like wash a spoon and it's like suddenly just sprays them all of a sudden. I've never had that happen to me. What's the secret? Always have the spoon facing You got to angle it. It's a certain angle, baby. <laughs> it's a secret angle. I can't... You have to pay for the instructional video to get it. Oh, you have to pay... Wow. You bloodthirsty capitalist. You think that Mrs. Puffy gave that instructional video away for free? Well, it was Well, this was, this was a public service announcement. There was more than an instructional video, so... Would your, would your instructional video also include other dishes that may cause splashback? I think so, yeah. I would try that. You could start a whole series. Yeah. Uh, How splashbacks splash with back. spoons. Splashback <laughs> with any other kitchen like Avoiding utensils. splashback with Josh. <laughs> Avoiding splashback <laughs> when taking a Yeah. You know, it's just No, like that I have not of... mastered yet, unfortunately. One day, well, maybe. Well, you, you got time. <laughs> you got time. We'll, we'll bundle the DVDs together. Okay. Like how to find, <laughs> how to set up a bathroom plan. Uh-huh. And then also... How to prevent splashback. splashback. We'll just work backwards. So we'll do the splashback with the toilet. And then we'll go from there and be like, oh, you're interested in the other splashback thing? Well, here's all this huge kitchen utensils that you can clean without ever <laughs> splashing yourself. <laughs> nice. Boom. We're going to start an empire. It'll be wonderful. I don't think so, anyone's going to watch these, but I really, uh, I hope, I hope, I hope someone does. I hope someone does and they give us some really good feedback because like these are life lessons that, you know, are valuable. I wish someone yeah. would teach me, would have taught me how to not get splashed back and I didn't have to just like innately be a genius about it. Yeah, there's no like uh, home ec for that. You know Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Keep posted for the VHS near you. <laughs> Act two, quote smarts. So Mrs. Puff takes it upon herself. She's also sponsored uh, to create a, basically it's like a I, infomercial public service announcement. For me, it's much more of a public service announcement. <laughs> to uh, create uh, this, basically it's this whole video trying to describe why we should keep Spongebob off the streets. The exact name of it is, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna butcher this hardcore because it is not an actual word. It is a crazy acronym. Kubatukubstopobat, uh, something like that. Basically what it means is citizens of Bikini Bottom united to keep Spongebob Squarepants off the road and out of boats altogether. So it basically follows Mrs. Puff giving us step-by-step instructions how to be safe and ex- SpongeBob doing the exact opposite and, uh, of course, causing a bunch of chaos. So uh, I wanted to ask you, Omar, what do you think is the number one safety tip uh, you would give to someone when you're starting to teach them to drive? Because she gave a lot of really good safety tips during this. I was actually impressed how, like, actually good they were. Yeah. And they weren't just, like, a throwaway five-second episode thing. Um, but I was wondering, like, what do you think is the most, like, important thing to drill, drill into someone's head when they're learning to drive? Mine will always be what SpongeBob lacks the most is keep a cool head mm-hmm. when driving. Mm-hmm. Although he was very relaxed in this one. Yeah. It was a very different kind of SpongeBob driving episode that we've seen in the past. Yeah, no, he's mastered the anxiety and just gone straight to murderous rage. Yeah, straight to chaos. <laughs> No, but like honestly, the tips that she does give are really good about the yeah. tire pressure and like all the other things. I'm Buckling like, up, check, adjusting your mirrors, yeah. paying attention, not getting like distracted while driving. It's like, yeah, those are all really solid things. One thing that like really bugged me the entire time was like, they just this wasn't like a film thing. This was like let, let's put SpongeBob on the road and just film him being a nuisance and yeah. use that as the, as the <laughs> video. I just thought it was I, so. I like the whole no, context of it is just so funny with that idea, right? It's just like, all right, we're going to make an instructional video on why we should keep SpongeBob off the road. But in order to do that, we had to put him in a car <laughs> and basically destroy everything. But not even like on a set. It was like in public. Yeah. At the very beginning, you see Squidward and it does feel like, oh, ripping good day for a spot of driving. And he, like, he has like his little accent and everything. <laughs> yeah. And you're like all excited because I'm like, oh, like maybe this is like more of a bit. But then it turns into just documenting spongebob as he murders people <laughs> in the streets mostly spongebob um, mostly squidward poor squidward he gets so hurt in all this and some of it's like i hate to say it but some of my favorite injuries come from this part and i think i was trying to remember where i've seen this but it must of it must be like memes and tiktoks and stuff but like him getting grounded up by that like machine when he gets launched out of the boatmobile 
And then the yeah. uh, my other favorite was like the crash test dummy reenactment with his head on it. I was like, this is it's really sad and awful, but it's also like hilarious. I love the crash test dummy video. Yeah. It was just like just like the very slow motion is <laughs> like head turning as he like gets hit. Um, but th- what is that machine for? I don't know. That I was crunch- wondering that like crunching machine. Like, what <laughs> does Bikini Bottom have? Like a machine that's constantly running as you're driving on the street. Maybe it like grounds a trash right maybe there's like another trash receptacle on the other side but it wasn't like that with squidward i don't know i wouldn't have any idea what you possibly would use that for kind of looks like a mulcher unless (laughs) yeah exactly i was like what is it crunching what is it trying to kill um (laughs) is is it coming after yeah who's it what defense to the city it'd be good it'd be good uh zombie apocalypse kind of thing to have oh yeah 100 (laughs) percent. keep that in mind it was a little slow moving though eh so are zombies most of the time, depending on what movie you watch. <laughs> um, I was saying that one thing that I would do um, is put this, if I was a teacher teaching driver's ed, mm-hmm. I would start this on day one. Yeah. Because that would be like, oh, this teacher's chillax. That's like, Okay, this is what we're going to learn. Like on, yeah, like on syllabus day. Yeah. You just like, hey, like here's the syllabus for the, for the course. We're going to watch this instructional video and you're good for the the rest of the class period. it also kind of doubles down on like scaring the rest of the class too you know scares them to be like oh this if i'm like this this is going to cause so much chaos and kill all, all, all my friends and family and bikini bottom so i think we should just go through all the small lessons that she gives in the video okay. uh one i have is tire pressure yeah just fill your tires to the appropriate level very important buckle up with the seat belt um look adjusting your mirrors i actually learned something from tiktok recently because how do you adjust your car mirrors, your side view, side view mirrors? Most of the ones, because most of the time I've been driving recently has been, recently I say within the last two years, the handful of times. They're, my cars are electronic. So when I adjust it, I tilt it enough where I could see, like I think it's a third of my view is my uh, back door. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it is the rest of the road. So when... When you were learning to drive, did anyone yeah. ever teach you what those mirrors are supposed to be looking at? No, other than it's for turning or merging over to lanes left and right. Yeah, I was always told like, oh, it's just like to what you want to see. Yeah. But it's made for this. So try to see that in the thing. So I saw a TikTok and I haven't tried it yet, but everyone else can try it. Is you adjust your mirrors so you can see the door handle in the bottom corner closest to the door. That's Oh. Like closest to you. Oh, you're so your door handle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like you adjust it so that way, like say your driver's door handle would be in like the bottom right corner. Okay. And then that allows you to see what you need to see. What was if your car then, is tall? I don't think that really matters because then what it does is it like it shows um because it's in the bottom right corner, so it's you're still getting like a lot of the ground, and then there, also that allows you to put like a a line down the middle. Uh-huh. of your like side view mirror and you can see like okay if if something is on this side of the line like the innermost side it's safe mm. to like merge lanes if you see something on the left side of your mirror then it means it's not safe i haven't tried it yet but i was like okay no one ever in my life told me like this is what you need to be saying they're just yeah. like so for me i'm always like well i just i don't need to see my car because i'm not <laughs> it's not going anywhere yeah so <laughs> i just want to see more of the other lane well, I was always taught too that even with like adjusting those side windows, like to not even our mirrors to not really even rely on them that much. Like yeah. always do the head turn thing because it's always like safer. Because like especially growing up in Tucson, I was just like these drivers are literally out for blood and will like <laughs> speed right past you in your like blind spot. So another cool TikTok thing I saw is a rearview mirror you can put over your rearview mirror that makes it like a wider rear view, yeah. so you can actually see out the sides of your. That's the thing that's like car. So I've you seen, don't have I've to turn your head. I've seen that with a lot of like my friends who have trucks. I have a lot of like the double rear view mirror situation. I think that's so crazy. Yeah. Like we just, we really rely on people to just get a license and just know like to be proficient enough to drive. Like, like that license is supposed to be enough. But like me getting a license when I was 16 was not enough for me to, to know, like to do anything. Yeah. I mean, even those right. driver's tests are kind of silly, right? I mean, mine was, I felt was kind of silly. Like, we drive around in a parking lot that's not that full, like doing a three-point turn, not even parallel park. And then I drive yeah. around a really quiet neighborhood and maybe one down one street. 
And if anyone knows yeah. from like Tucson, it's like golf links wasn't that busy all the time. So like I drove down <laughs> golf links and that was it. You just pick a good time of day to do it. Exactly. It's just like, it seems kind of silly to me. I mean, maybe it's different in other like bigger cities and stuff. I can't imagine. Like I mean, taking a driver's test here in New York. I wonder what that experience would be like. Yeah. We, I need to ask people. Cause that sounds crazy. Cause like one, I can barely parallel park at all. Yeah. Like I would say that I can't, <laughs> I would say 10% of the time I can. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I need one of those rear view cameras. Um, even though, even then I'm like, I'm like, how does this work? <laughs> uh, then, but compared to like a three point turn, it's nothing like, Oh, I'm just going to turn and go and turn and go. And you then you're good. Yeah. Yeah. So like being in a big city and they're like parallel park, don't hit anything. Mm-mm. Wouldn't work for me. <laughs> Still smashing into everything, scratching at my car. Um, another lesson they had was uh, pay attention to your surroundings. Yep. So, so lock your eyes on the road. I like the visual, like eyeball lock that uh, Squidward have. But like, uh, one thing I thought was weird is like SpongeBob shaving. While he's yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you know, is it weird though? Because like I remember driving and seeing people putting on makeup, like doing all kinds of activities and stuff while they're driving. So I don't know how how like how crazy it would be that someone's catch someone's shaving. I bet it happens. It guarantee it happens somewhere. But where would your hair go? You just get one of those electronic shavers that suck it up. Do they make those? Yeah, they have ones that have like a little catch pouch in it or a catch thing in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't grow enough facial hair to need that. <laughs> Imagine you're on the subway and you just see someone shaving their their full face. I'm sure that also happens. <laughs> Gross. Oh no, this is not Bombo Lesson as you might have thought. This is <gasps> Act Three because this is another weird episode where you three acts uh, right back to back in season five. Yeah, it's like they weren't like, oh, these <laughs> these storylines are long enough to drag out. An no, they're just five like minutes. we gotta crunk, we gotta pump out some content. So let's just pop up six, uh, three episodes. It's fine. Three short films. We'll yeah. put the interns on this one. <laughs> so this one's called Good Old What's His Name. So basically, Mr. Krabs uh puts a contest out between SpongeBob and uh Squidward to learn everyone's name in the Krusty Krab because he he finds out that you know by learning a customer's name it brings them back to the establishment because they like feel like they're part of a community like they're like known and it's like a more friendly environment so um the prize is a cruise and of course squidward is all for that and goes crazy and tries to learn everyone's name as much as possible even going so far as to sabotaging spongebob uh he takes it so far even to find this one guy's name that neither him and spongebob know that he tries to steal his wallet and ends up finding out that this guy's name is actually what's it to you despite him thinking it was just yelling and being mean to him the entire time so it ends with us goodward just being locked up which is you know a lot of fun um this whole this whole uh episode was kind of like i think out of all the three was the most chaotic for me oh yeah definitely yeah um but i want to ask you as like discussion topic do you have a trick to learning uh people's names because i figured that's one of the hardest things that i've like have a hard time doing is trying especially with like when i go when i used to like go off for like theater jobs and you have like so many actors you have to learn and everyone on production team i'm like this is so much to learn so i was wondering if you had any like trips that you've picked up no like with the way my brain works it doesn't really like register all the names yeah like honestly the more the i learn names based on need yeah like oh i need to know sally's name or john's name or whatever yeah. because i need to talk to this one person right like there's people like i will only learn their name for like that one uh conversation that one shoot yeah and that's it but like I definitely suffer from the very classic like I, hi my name is blank and uh, it's not great to meet you. Hi blank my name's Omar nice to meet you. But I also so many times people will forget my name anyways. Yeah. And like what I think is weirder because it's like usually I'm meeting like as a videographer I meet like four people like here's a producer here's the talent here's like the person who's gonna let you in the building and here's this person, and then also you need to call this person which I had on the email like like that but usually they're people they're just learning my name yeah it's usually just omar i'm like you can't remember just one person's name <laughs> i have to remember five and you have to remember one like that's unfair yeah but no tricks it's just me like it's literally if i'm going to have to talk to you more mm. i need to remember your name you just like, like try I to learn, lock it away in the filing yeah i learned talent's name really fast because yeah. usually i have to be like oh raymond can you scoot over two feet yeah you're right um but that happens a lot quicker because I need to know it. That's fair. Yeah, I figured like 
for me, it's repetition. So if I learn someone's name, like I try to say it over and over again in my head, I was like, okay, hey, John, and then just say, John, 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 John. Like this is the person's name is John. But I think it's like very much like is the same way, like especially for work stuff, it's based on need or like how much I actually need it. So yeah, I could do the repetition no matter how much I need it. But after this person's kind of like, I hate to say like outlive their usefulness for me, which is kind of sad, but it's true. Like if I don't really need to talk to them that often, I can't, I'm not going to log it away in my head for forever. Yeah. That literally happened to me earlier this week. Someone texted me. He's like, Hey, this is so-and-so I have a last minute gig in New York. Like, can you like accommodate? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't remember who <laughs> this person is like, I definitely know, remember the name. I remember the gig that they were on with me, but I had to like search like three other people's Instagrams to find like one picture of him. And I was like, oh, because you're a generic white man. Gotcha. Like, that's why I, <laughs> Probably I didn't like hanging out with too. you. Like I, then I remembered everything. I was like, oh yeah, we had like a whole conversation in the car about country music and like why oh, country God. music <laughs> isn't as good now. Yeah. Exactly. So you see why my brain was yeah. like, delete. Done. I don't need this. I do think that, that that's a good idea though. Um, like I thought about it more throughout the episode of like learning people's names, if that's actually like keeps people around and stuff. But I was thinking of like, when you're like a regular coming to a bar or like to a restaurant, it's kind of nice when like the waiter or waitress or whoever it is that like bartender, whoever is like meets you and says, Hey, like it's you or blah, blah, use your name. You're like, you feel like you're more part of that institution. I guess it feels more like a, I don't know. It feels more like a community than just like you just walking into a random restaurant. Right. I mean, what's kind of crazy is like, okay, so Mr. Krabs is reading a book called Maximizing Profit, mm -hmm. and he says, uh, individualization of the end user will substantially broaden the probability of multiple subsequent visits generating an inverse negative revenue margin of three quarters of one half of 1%, which is a lot of bullshit. Um, but I do think like literally that's what social media companies have been doing for years. Like mm -hmm. they want you to feel like this is your, this is, or like, this is what corporations have been doing for years. Like they want you to feel like you are a valued member of the community of like the whatever it is. Products, yeah. Right. Apple was like really great at that at the very beginning. They were like, Oh, you're like an Apple user. Like you are different. Yeah. I remember when Apple first came out and like, it was like, Oh, Mac and PC, like everyone would be like, Oh, well, why am I going to spend so much money for a hunk of junk when I can get a PC for half the price and it does all the things that we need to. And now like, I feel like we live in an opposite world where it's like, of course, I'm going to get an iPhone because everyone else uses iPhone. So why would I be the idiot who's using Android? Yeah. You know, no offense to people who use Android. Obviously, your phones are better. It's just like I live in an iOS world. So why wouldn't I have an iOS device? Yeah. Things like that. And like, again, companies are doing that all the time. They're trying to personalize everything. Like there was that creepy stuff that used to happen, like where Target would send like birth control stuff and like uh, baby stuff to like people who were pregnant, but then... <laughs> Uh, their parents didn't know or yep. something like yeah. that. It's like when so they when you use like says in customers and guests, right? I think it's just it, mm -hmm. for certain places it works, but I definitely think like in restaurant institutions and like more of like food services and stuff like that. Again, I think that makes you feel more welcome, right? When you have like I definitely some, agree. Yeah. Like if if there was a SpongeBob at like a restaurant and and I mean I don't like the creepy book of the the customers of the Krusty Krab and yeah. why I love them. <laughs> Um, I think it's great, but I do like, I do think like if I walked into a restaurant and they say, Hey, like Omar, it's nice to see you. I'd be like, Oh, you actually care about me. Exactly. Yeah. Eight, eight Chinese food <laughs> times a week. <laughs> well, that's, that's, so that's a good example of stuff like here. I, I know a lot of people who like go to a bodega often enough that their bodega guy or whoever is like making food for them knows them by name and knows their order by stuff, like name now or by heart. And that's like. I think again, like that kind of like camaraderie and like recognition makes you feel more a part of something, even if you are just another customer in their eyes, right? Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the actual episode. Um, no, most notably, I want to bring attention to when Squidward literally shoves <laughs> SpongeBob into the register. Yeah. I think it's the visual of just his little legs. Like, yellow legs <laughs> like, sticking out of the register is so hilarious to me. I also loved it when um, he like shot him out of the mustard container too. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so many great names in this episode. Um, just like I was like, I need to write these down for D and D. Um, <laughs> the names are, in case you're curious, Sally, Sadie, Shuby, Lenny, Thaddeus, Gus, Halpert, Norma, Isabel. Uh, Gus again, which I'm assuming is the same Gus. 
Chaz, Pilar, uh, Dennis, Kira, Ivy, Mark, Mabel, Mavis, and then uh, Susie, who gets really, really upset about the sweaty, <laughs> sweaty food. And I was wondering, would you be able to detect sweaty food? Oh, I don't even like the thought of it, but probably not, right? But like, think about it. Okay, so I'm working in the kitchen. I'm cooking up a. Well, I mean, again, right? that's what I'm saying. Like, like sweating. I'm and pretty it, like, sure I eat sweaty food the all the time. There's no way that yeah. I'm not. Like even when I'm cooking, it gets hot and like over the stove and stuff. Like I definitely sweat. So I mean, you have to be sweating pretty pro, uh, profusely, pretty profusely to yeah. like drip onto food. But like, I don't think you would notice. No. I don't. I think you would just like unless it was a dry food. That's true. Okay. Like if chips. It was, yeah. Or something. It's a little soggy from your sweat. <laughs> but nah, yeah, I like even... you'd have to be soaked though. You know. What yeah, I'm that's saying? what I'm saying. You would have. Like you just sweat. had to run like a fucking marathon and like worked out at the gym for like two hours and then jump came into work like wringing out your shirt over like the food. That's how like much I would think you'd have to do it. I'm just trying to think like okay, and it's like it's a gross like uh rabbit hole to go down. But like okay, if I'm sweating, yeah. I just went to the gym or whatever, and I just grab like a burger and I rubbed it on my pit. Is it because it smells bad or because it would taste bad? Because it would just be salty. Yeah. I don't think it would taste bad. I mean, I don't know. Does a certain sweat taste bad? No, it's just salty, right? Yeah. Yeah. If it smells bad, it's just, I don't know, what like what causes it to smell bad? It's the bacteria in your like underarms and like that that do it. Yeah. So I don't know. Because like forehead sweat isn't smelly, really. Yeah. Right? I don't think so. I guess just in oh, sweat. It's just like this weird rabbit hole now. <laughs> just thinking, you know? let, us, let us know what you think. And you're like, is it more of like the image of him being sweaty that she saw that? Because it's like, I've seen that sometimes. Like if I like see someone cooking my food and they just like, they look a little sweaty or whatever. Like I, or like they like eyes are a little more sunken and I'm like, maybe they're sick. Like, are they sneezing on my food or something like that? You know, like it's once you get a per, like perception of someone, then you start overthinking of like what's actually going into your food. Yeah. Um, I like the portrayal in SpongeBob, the continuing portrayal of cops. SpongeBob mm-hmm. as like useless trigger happy entities. Yeah. Because literally in this one, so Squidward steals this guy's wallet. Um, and you see the cop and he's at the donut hut, classic cop joke. And then uh he's running after him because he ran a red light, not because he's actually doing anything, but it, like he's not very good at catching him. And then you finally it doesn't know that it's actually a theft until later. And then again, he's just not a very good police officer, and like goes straight to brutality SpongeBob too. Has never, he, like, yeah, smacks Squidward over the head. Yeah, and SpongeBob has never shown police in a pop a positive light, which nah. I think, I think is good. Like, yeah, they have like had interactions with police, and like the police have been like, quote unquote, friendly. Yeah, but they're never competent. No, I think most think of the time great. is like they are like this trigger, like you said, trigger happy like situation. We, I mean, even last week's episode just showed that, right? So I think it's like I don't want to say SpongeBob was ahead of his time. I think they just like as an adult, like they understood, like yeah, this is a corrupt institution, and like we're bringing awareness to it in a kids uh, TV show. So that leads into one of my small lessons. Mine was don't get caught stealing, mm-hmm. and then of course my classic cops don't do. Yep. Um, but also like we mentioned earlier, uh, try to learn people's names. Yep. I had uh, something along that lines is like don't make fun of people's names because that's like got what basically made. Squidward like get in trouble this whole thing is like he was making fun of this dude's name he's like there's no way that's your name and like didn't really understand that's like would have been in someone's name and it's been like how do you spell that sir exactly right or how do you pronounce it like phonetically or whatever you know stuff like that little things like that where you're not actually like trying to like you taken it back by someone's name because like there are a lot of people's names that are like something even culturally that we don't hear here in America and so when you hear it people are like could make fun of it I think that's like really an awful thing to do yeah, but it is nice to hear uh like a name that is sounds like a different word in a different in like English. Yeah, like I I forgot this person's name. They were like their name was Japanese, but it was like sounded like happiness or something like that. And I was uh, like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, like I've it felt I was like that's that's a pretty cool name. <laughs> like I can see them getting make like made fun of it for it and like times of life. But I think like older, I'm like, oh, that's pretty. That's pretty, it's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, it's memorable, which is nice. And the other thing I got is uh, being polite and is important. That's something that like right after bat, right off the bat, I think like Squidward tried to be polite and everyone recognized him as being the, like the grumpy squid who runs the cash register. 
but like they all know spongebob by name like he's a friend and everything like that and again like being polite just goes a long way not only in like customer service but i think just in life in general finally uh again on like the whole like prison thing it's like they put him in prison for 10 years for stealing the wallet yeah one wallet and the the property didn't even get like like the wallet got ruined but what how much is the wallet like what 50 bucks when you didn't even steal anything from it a nice one right exactly i mean he just had to look at the id and that's like that's what was just crazy it's like this insane sentence but you know i would say that this is just like exaggeration for a cartoon but we all know that is absolutely not the truth so reality man yeah but speaking of like prison sentences why do you think patrick was in prison what if it's one of, what if it's the Patrick from earlier in the episode? Oh my god. It's like one of them is an evil Patrick. Well, this took place before and he escapes and that's why it's like it ends with them being all worried that there was two Patricks. Yeah. That's it. I love that canon. You're supposed to watch it backwards. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just imagine he was doing something stupid. <laughs> in, the, in a place where he shouldn't have been doing anything stupid. Shooting lasers off in the chum bucket. Shooting <laughs> firing his butt laser. <laughs> Time for the Wumbo lesson. Wumbo lesson. Boop, boop, boop. Woo. So uh, I would like to hear your Wumbo lesson for this week. I had a pretty rough time. I think I, I did a repeat lesson from something we've done in the past. But yeah. I feel like it does apply to all three of them. Yeah. I don't think that mine's like the most. We were talking about like this is like a fun, like the chaos is all fun. And like it's a kind of a good episode just to have like a good time with, you know, which is not a mm-hmm. bad thing, especially right now with everything that's happening. But I don't think my lesson is the happiest. I was surprised that I got it like pretty quickly out of it. It was like, this is not great. Um, but it's like some things are inevitable and like you try to do like resist that is not, it doesn't do anything for you. And so like with the first act, the fact that um, Plankton and Mr. Krabs are like always trying to like outdo each other or whatever, it's like it's inevitable that this is going to happen. Like this is just a feud that's been going on from the dawn of time, right? So it's like the fact that they're always trying to find ways to like subdue it or do like stupid things around it. It doesn't really, it's not going to happen. It's just the universe has just willed them to always be doing this. Same thing with Boat Smarts. Like it's they try to make uh in this in, in a way that like. SpongeBob is an agent of chaos and you can't stop it. No matter how many times, no matter how many coalitions or whatever public service ads you put out, he's always going to be out there like causing chaos. Like, and he just cannot learn how to drive a boat no matter what. And then the third act, it's just like the way that Squidward gets screwed over, I think, is just always so inevitable to me. And like, I think these are some of these are kind of like reaching for each act. But again, it was like because these were so lighthearted and so short, it was like hard. But this is like for some reason what stuck out the most to me. And like, I think you are pretty good about having a saying just like the universe juice is just out there. And like, I don't know something we've talked about on the podcast before, but it's just like the universe just kind of wills whatever it's going to do. And like, I think this faster that you kind of kind of terms with that, especially in a year like 2020, the easier time you have dealing with stress. And that's like a big thing I've seen even within the last like I hate to like bring up anything, but even like last week, everyone like stressing about everything. I'm just like, and I it's like, yes, we could do just gonna have to adjust. It's to gonna, yeah, happens. it's going to whatever happens is going to happen. And, and like we can stress and whatever. But at the end, like you're putting energy. You need to put that energy somewhere else. You know, you just got to have to go with the flow. So. Nice. Yeah. Um, I actually changed my big lesson in the middle of you talking. Wow. Okay. Because I I think it applies a little nicer. Uh-huh. Um. So what I decided to go with was uh pick your battles. Okay. Yeah. Again, I like Act One when uh they're doing the competition between Plankton and Mr. Krabs. It's just one of those things like they're literally playing for a dollar. Yeah. And Mr. Krabs had his entire business blown up and Plankton's business blown up just for him to prove like a point. Yeah. And it didn't really actually do anything. Right. It doesn't change uh, anything. Yeah. <laughs> um and then also Mrs. Puff picking a battle against SpongeBob. Again, like kind of you're saying, like he is chaos. Like you spent more of your money and time and also ruining the lives of Bikini Bottom instead of just being like, SpongeBob is unfit for the road. Do not let him on the road. Exactly. Like we don't need to actually let him loose <laughs> on everyone else we to see it, no. You know, like I I've never really like, experienced like carbon monoxide poisoning but you could just tell me like hey it's not good to have carbon monoxide in right you don't, don't need to put me like in a room <laughs> yeah like the electric company just said something like that there's like gas is bad i was just like i don't need to know that it's bad like to smell it and experience it to know it's bad you're right it's <laughs> yeah you just tell me that it's bad it's yeah. fine i mean there's are some things that i think you should be skeptical about but i think 
common stuff like that you <laughs> you can do with. Yeah. Same thing with uh Squidward at the very end. Obviously, like, is it really worth it? Like, for you to figure out this one guy's name and SpongeBob wasn't even trying that hard. Nah. You could have like spent a little bit more time just being like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, what's your name? Or even just been truthful. Like, my boss really wants me to learn all the customers' names. Like. Or even go further. I really want to go on this vacation and I need to learn everyone's yeah. name. Just be honest about it. Yeah. But yeah, again, just uh pick your battles so that way you're you're putting your efforts where they're needed. Yeah, and I, I think trying to make it more applicable to what's happening around now, like I know from the last time we had an election, there's a lot of like internet battles going on with each other, like people on Facebook and stuff like that. And after a while, like you got to pick your battles because, like, is it really worth the, like, throwing your effort and, like, trying to, like, fact check all these people over and over and over again when you're not going to change their mind? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Just go beat them up. Yeah, exactly. Good old, good old, just say, hey, <laughs> good how old. about you put your money where your mouth is and you meet me outside and whoever wins, wins. Meet me outside. Good old fist fight. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder how many <laughs> interactions could be easily fixed just by being like, you know, how about I just fight you and we'll see what happens. I think the winner just has to shut uh, the winner like to shut know, the, the loser the, has to shut up. Yeah. The loser has to shut the fuck up for the rest of the of the time. Um but yeah. Well, it's time for us to shut the fuck up. <laughs> so, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want to send us any things like comments, suggestions, or derogatory remarks, please reach out to us on ismanespodcast.com. You can email us at ismanespodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on all the major social networking platforms, and of course, leave some comments on Instagram. Josh works really hard on those posts. They're really yeah. good. Some of the <laughs> oh. photoshops are a little cursed. Most of them the are cursed. were good this That's week. That's the idea. <laughs> but it's our aesthetic. Yeah. You know, don't fight it. Um, also, be sure to share with your friends and your enemies and to comment where you can. And, of course, listen where you can, mm-hmm. wherever you get your, your wonderful podcast stuff. Uh, Josh, I have a, a secret to tell you. Oh, oh yeah? What's, what's up? Um, I'm actually not Omar. I'm actually... Well, now that you've revealed that, I, I kind of have to tell you something. Um, I'm actually Fatima, Dan Baker.